between Google updates, website changes, and the fast pace of the online world, businesses today can only hope to understand the changing digital marketing scene. Welcome to the WebBuzz Podcast, your home for all digital marketing buzz. From the trends, hacks, and updates all around the web, welcome your hosts, Sean Tiberio and Roger Valdez. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Web Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tiberio, joined by my sidekick, my man, the guy Jeff Bezos is about to go and recruit straight out from inside of Google. Mr. Roger Valdez, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? What's up? As always, man, always excited <laughs> for the interesting intros. I love them, though. Gets me going. Gets what? me going. By the time anybody that's listening is, uh, hey, that, that gets my confidence up, right? It gets me going. All right, let's do this. <laughs> I figured since you're kind of like the secret weapon inside of uh, inside of TRC, but we joke that you're the secret weapon inside of uh, Google. And I heard today that Jeff Bezos is stepping down from a CEO position. I was like, Oh crap, I got to protect my partner. Right. He's going to oh, come wow. after him yeah. and want him to build out <laughs> his, his next thing. So, uh, well, I'm glad, glad you're going well, glad to boost the ego a little bit, get you pumped and get you excited. If you guys are joining us live, do not hesitate Throw a little hello down in the comments. Let us know you're here. We've got something fun to talk about today. Little, um, no, no dead set plan as far as a, a topic, but uh, I did happen to attend a event today. I know it's weird in this era of COVID, COVID, uh, COVID, COVID. That's actually pretty good right there. Uh, in this era of 2020 and COVID, going to events has not been very easy. And I'm a person that I love to attend events. And I happen to have the opportunity to attend one today uh, for a particular product and, and service and, and element um, that we are part of here at TRC. And I got some really interesting stats and facts and, and just some things, some some big picture uh, elements uh, out of it. Roger and I were chatting a little bit ago and I was like, man, these are, these are actually some pretty good things to break down and talk about today here on the podcast. But uh, before I dive into it, before we get going too deep into it, is there anything uh, you want to kind of hit on or share or talk about briefly uh, Roger, uh, before we get into some numbers on some things, uh, we'll kind of kick it to you for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, no, I, I, after our conversation, you know, behind the scenes here, before we kicked off, I mean, I was kind of going through our, our, our list of things that we're going to be talking about here and um, start thinking about our company, right? Um, the steps that we're going. So one thing I want to, I want to preface before we kick off is uh, we are, we are, the type of company that actually, you know, we, we actually do what we teach, right? So a lot of the stuff that, that we're doing and we're introducing uh, to everybody out there is, is basically stuff that we're testing, we're doing within our company, and we see, we're seeing success. In this case, for today's conversation, I mean, there's things that I'm already getting ideas, you know, that we'll probably talk about after this, this, uh, 
this podcast that we can implement ourselves, right? And then come back to the podcast in a future podcast and, and talk about kind of the results. But no, it's really exciting. I love the digital space just because it's a it's an ever evolving space, which keeps it exciting, right? So with that, I'll kind of pass it back to you, Sean. Uh, let's kind of dive into this. I think it's going to be a good, good conversation here. Well, it's funny you say that the digital space is an ever evolving space because it's actually, and I got a couple notes right here uh, on my phone that I was taking earlier today on it. But you say digital's an ever-evolving space. And something that struck me really hard today, uh, HubSpot. Many of you guys out there know we are a HubSpot agency. We love HubSpot. We use HubSpot like crazy. I was actually on a HubSpot event earlier today. And I learned that HubSpot actually has a vision for where HubSpot's going. And, and it's really like a two, three, four, five-year vision. And when they said that, I was thinking it and all of a sudden I looked down into the, the chat section. This was a virtual event. And I looked into the chat section and people were like, how in the world can a technology company, a software company at that have a vision for five years? That's like forever in a day in the digital space. And when I saw that, I initially I wanted to agree. And then I started to really think, and this is something we focus and push hard with our clients uh, on is to have that vision of two, three, four, five years down the road is good. Right? There's, a, there's a lot of power in that. And yes, in the digital space, in the online world, six months from now is not even going to look like today, let alone five years from now. Uh, who knows what, what that's going to you know, kind of look like. But a company that's so rooted in the vision and the goal and the direction five years out in this, this space has to be incredibly good at the mission today, the mission tomorrow, this month's focus, next month's focus, this quarter, next quarter, right? They've got to be incredibly dialed in to what needs to do and what do we need to focus on and what is the most important tech kind of task or element or piece of this puzzle to move forward because they've got to stay so tuned in to the ever fast changing pace of this digital platform and digital space to achieve that five-year vision, to keep the five-year vision aligned with the change so that they can change along with it and still achieve what they were uh, going after. And I know you've, you've been in this space a lot longer as far as the, the nitty gritty and the, the technology side of it and just seeing platforms evolve and, and change so fast, Roger. So maybe just talk on like how, how difficult, but yet how powerful is that if a company is that tuned in digitally with their digital marketing, with their plan uh, to be able to know that distance and today at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a, a, a word that gets turned around or a phrase that gets turned uh, thrown around, sorry, it gets, gets thrown around a lot um, in every industry or every situation, I guess, is, is knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power. So what that translates into a, an entrepreneur space or, or, or you know, a business, um, when you have data, when you have data and you're collecting it, sometimes it's just overwhelming. You have so much information, uh, it's hard to make decisions off of it. So it's good to have softwares that, that pretty much, you know, uh, kind of silo that information in different spaces so you can utilize them to your, to your advantage. Um, with that said, if you have that data, you can make data-driven decisions, right? Now, five years, I mean, we're talking, you know, five years is is a long time. So I'm going to take it back one step 
kind of a little bit to think about. Not everybody's at this level, but five years for a company like HubSpot, right? And we're, we're going to just hold with me, but five years for somebody like, like HubSpot, you got to think of people like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, visionaries, right? These guys are big. They have data that they can make decisions five years from now because they're already seeing what the future is going to look like, right? They can't predict uh, like for example, this year with COVID and what happened, you know, worldwide, how it, it affected everything. They could not predict that, but they can predict the type of so the evolvement of where we're at with software, right? So as things happen in the world, they can expedite what's being created. Let's talk about that vaccine. They would have never created that vaccine that fast, right? They probably created new processes to expedite how they create vaccines. Well, guess what? That happens in almost every industry in software everybody jumped online. So these big players had to now start being, they probably have visionaries, right? On top CEOs that just kind of are looking all the time. So a big takeaway is for you guys to look at yourselves within your industry and your business. And you got to put yourself in that seat if you're the CEO or an executive within that company and be that visionary. Because if you're that visionary, you can go that far it, it, it's not guessing, guys. It's not kind of like, hey, I have this vision <laughs> that something's going to happen. It's the data. It's the data. And it goes back to how are you collecting that data? And is that data, you know, valuable? Um, obviously, if you're doing the right things, you using the right softwares that exist right now, that data might help you make decisions on getting other types of software that will help your company advance. So what I've seen um, over the years, Sean, to answer that, that one question right there, I mean, let's just talk WordPress, something very simple, right? It's, it's a platform that allows you to build websites. So it, it ha this was, you know, early 2000s, you know, something that just kicked off as just a, a platform to do a blog, a simple blog. That was, that was the concept now is used worldwide to build you know, very, very advanced websites. We use it, we love it, um, but that's how that software evolved based on the need, the demand, how it was being used and how it evolved. So if you're that visionary, if you're that person in that business, you gotta see, look at your tools. And if you don't have any tools, you don't know where to go, then you gotta be watching podcasts like, you know, like uh, ours here or other ones, right? That are related to your industry that you can get information on what people in your industry are using so you can jump in and then start making data-driven decisions on what else you should be adding to. So that way, you know, if you're making, let's not talk five years, cause that is for small, you know, small to medium sized companies, that's, that's hard, right? Let's talk a year. Let's just keep it to six months to a year, right? Even smaller, quarter. That's what we do. Right, Sean? It's like we, we, we stick Absolutely. with quarter. So I'll, I'll kick it back to you. Hopefully that kind of answered your question there. No, I mean, that's, that is spot on. Um, and, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg's, the Elon Musk's, the Jeff Bezos, they're, they're a dime a dozen. They're, they're, um, they're not a dime a dozen. I should say they're, they're very unique individuals. And that's why their, their companies are the way that they are. Now, that doesn't mean you as the small business uh, owner can't have some level of that. And I think that's what Roger just nailed perfectly is start with just have a vision for the next month, the next quarter, right? Have an idea of like, what is it that I'm trying to achieve? Where do I want my business? What does it look like a month from now, three months from now? maybe even out to six months from now in time, you do this enough, enough repetition around this. And that's what I took from what they were talking about is the only way HubSpot's able to be that, that far advanced is because they've been so good for so long 
at the now moment, right? Today, tomorrow, next week, next quarter, the rest of this year. They've done that so well for so long that they can start to build the bigger vision and almost guide the company right at uh, and achieve that vision. Now, you brought something else up, and it actually fit one of the other kind of aha moments that I had today that I think really affects everybody as they're looking at digital marketing and just the digital space in their business, period. And this one kind of caught me a little off guard, partially because I wasn't expecting how few were thinking it. The majority of businesses starting in 2020 were only at a position where they were kind of claiming they were open to discussing digital elements in their business. They were open to the discussion. That's the part that shocked me. That it was like, oh, we're turning the leaf into a new uh, era here. It's 2020. We're kind of getting out of the 20 teens, right? Things are changed. Okay, maybe I'll start paying a little more attention now to digital things in my business, digital marketing elements. By the end of 2020, it was the complete opposite. The majority of businesses that they surveyed said the only thing that we can focus on and the only thing that we want to focus on is digital. Now, I know, Roger, you and I were just chatting backstage before we went live and you were like, yeah, some of it's forced. Absolutely. Some of it was, you know, slapped on them, COVID, uh, that kind of piece. But in your experience, why do you think more businesses today are starting to feel that pressure? that it's almost a must now. Like you've got to be all in on the digital side. There's no more toe in the water kind of mentality around it. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a great question. And one we have to come up, we have to answer almost on every client meeting, sales call, things like that, because uh, there's a big, there's a big uh, misconception of, of, of a demographic, right? And it's like, for example, I'm, I have an older demographic, you know, I don't need technology, right? They're not on technology. Guess what? They are. <laughs> My mom is here visiting here and she can't get off of YouTube. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> are, are looking up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? It's, it's, yep. it's here. So the, the true reality is that the majority of people every year, maybe I'll change that. Every quarter, just to make it a little more realistic, right? Every quarter, the number of people that are getting themselves educated and comfortable with digital market or not digital marketing, but um, online, right? Using uh, social media websites um, is, is growing. Now, with what happened this year with COVID, that just expedited that process. Why? Because they were forced. I'm trying to renew uh, uh, like like my passport right now, right? Because we're getting ready for an event and I'm trying to go through that process. I'm forced to do that, you know, online when I could have gone to the post office and or, you know, DMV or, or done some other things to renew certain things. So keep in mind, there's normal things that we're so used to just saying, no, I don't want to deal with the computer. I'm going to go down to the office and deal with it there, right? The whatever office that you need to go to, you can't do that anymore. So people that usually were like, no, I'm against cell phones, I'm against computers and all this, they are now forced to use technology to get their daily activities done. So that those demographics that we used to look at no longer exist. Uh, now, just about any business now has to have some type of online presence so that you can be found and get put in front of the ideal client, right? So you can continue doing business. Now, I am, I'm going to put, I'm sure somebody will come up with some kind of example where that is not the case. I'm sure there are, but the majority, right? We have to talk to the masses. The majority um, is you do. 
It's like it, there isn't no more breakdown of uh, it's not needed. My demographic's not there. I mean, the whole time you're saying that I'm sitting here laughing because I'm literally sitting in my grandmother's computer room and I'm sitting like her computer is right here. Now, folks, my, my grandmother is 85. Uh, all afternoon when I was sitting out in her living room, hanging out with her, she has been on her phone, her cell phone, 85, right? Scrolling around on Facebook, scrolling around on other online things. Her and my father were in here earlier today dealing with some of the stuff, uh, you know, things that you have to deal with post death, post funeral. Uh, I lost my grandfather a couple of weeks ago. She's been and my dad today, they were dealing with that. Where were they dealing with it? Right here on this computer, right? Sitting here. And again, he's in his 60s. She's in her 80s. Uh, and they are the, my father is definitely that person that you just said, like anti, I just want to go to the office. I just want to go to that that place. And some of it was being forced. Others of it was just, hey, go do it that way because it's easier. It's less headaches. It's in the single digits with wind chill and there's snow all over the ground. Don't take grandma out in that just go into the computer room and, and knock that out right so yeah some of it's being forced but other elements of it is even the business sides are realizing staff doesn't need to be as elaborate space doesn't need to be as elaborate right even if they keep the big staff but space maybe they can work from home they can be a little more virtual these type of things covid did enhance it it did put a spotlight on it but it was a it was definitely an eye opener to hear uh you know hubspot who really works with everything from the small guys like us and, and our clients all the way to companies like Zoom and Slack and some of these uh, others. Well, not Slack anymore. They got uh, bought up by Salesforce, but large, large enterprise level uh, operations for them to say, hey, the majority that we talked to 2020, they were just open to the idea. By the end of 2020, you know, just a few weeks ago, Everybody was saying, no, that's like 2021. That's all we are going in on is digital, digital, digital. Uh, so as a, as a small business owner, trying to grow, trying to get your business off the ground, maybe get, maybe adjust, maybe rebound even off of what you had happened in 2020, focusing on the digital side. And we've got some great trainings uh, out there. You guys can go back and watch some of the past uh, podcasts uh, on it. I know we've got some different uh, resources out there. Uh, one of those being our masterclass, the links right here on the screen. You guys can head over to topresultsconsulting.com forward slash masterclass. Got a great training on how to make your website that go-to kind of sales marketing hub for your business to kind of get it going on that digital space uh, for it, but definitely something to uh, focus about. Now, a final one uh, that I want to talk about, and I, I kind of Save this for last because I have a feeling we're going to spend a little bit of time going deep into this, especially if I decide to, to share some of the uh, the shining lights of, of some of our clients uh, today. But you guys have heard Roger and I talk about that you've got to understand what the journey is for your prospect, right? We spent the last couple of episodes really talking about that customer profile and the customer journey, awareness, engagement and into subscribe. If you missed it, we use the example of Roger's dating life. It fit perfectly. So go back and listen to those episodes. You'll know exactly how he met his wife to, to marrying her uh, in, a, in a few short episodes. But it's one thing to know what you want to take them through. 
right? As the business owner, as the business, what's the process? What do I want them to kind of fall through with? It's another thing to really understand what's the journey they took. And this was a piece that I took out of uh, today. It's something HubSpot does incredibly well, so much so that I almost felt like Big Brother was watching yesterday. One of our current clients was on HubSpot's pricing page. And I got a message from one of our team members at HubSpot saying, hey, by the way, so-and-so is actively on our pricing page right now. You might want to reach out to him. And it was hilarious because I was already talking to him about HubSpot and everything. But it between that and some of the stuff they talked about today, it was like, holy crap, you really got to understand what the journey they took, not just what you want them uh, to take. So before I go any deeper in that thoughts, ideas, or, or anything that uh, you want to share on that, that element. Data is power, man. Knowledge is power. If you know what, what path they took, you can optimize those pages to be more attractive, right? So if we're always thinking our landing pages are the most important pages on our website, which it's, it's, it's common knowledge, right? You go off it, but then you look at the data and the data gives a different path for a certain type of client. Maybe it's a certain lead magnet that you have on your website. You thought they were taking a certain path and they're not, they're coming in a different way. Well, it gives you the opportunity to optimize that particular path. But yeah, that's, that's what I got on that part. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up. Um, I won't share the the client's name or anything just for um, confidentiality sake uh, and, and some of the, the names in their stuff. But I was actually working with one of our clients earlier today, shortly after the event, I had a call with them. We were going over some stuff, kind of a con- uh, one of their, their coaching consulting calls uh, for the six month challenge we're doing. And they mentioned something to me. They, they had taken some action on something you had taught in our client call a couple of days ago or what, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, this is when you went over the actual step-by-step. But over the last week or so, they've really been putting in the time to put in that action. And they've been taking the steps to do what you said, and all of a sudden, the results started to show. They got inundated with form submissions off of their website, and they had no idea how this was happening. Now, a lot of it is the stuff that you taught them to do, which you told them to go and do. It's some of the stuff that we've talked about on some of the past podcast episodes. You guys can go back and listen to some of the uh, earlier episodes in this to, to hear that. But as soon as they said that, um, and actually one of our clients just messaged in and said, <laughs> I'm reading the comments there. Yeah, <laughs> can share what I see it. I'm still not going to do it though. I'm, I'm not going to do it uh, on it, but I did tell him I was probably going to use this as a, as a case study, but that's hilarious that he's like, I'm big brother watching you too now. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, they said this and I was like, there's no way, there's no way that they got flooded. So I jumped into their account and lo and behold, they had like 17 submissions in the last three days. I lost it. I was like, there is no way uh, that this happened. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh crap, we forgot to put a spam element to this or something, right? Nope. I went and randomly started clicking on names uh, and without drawing this out too much and, and telling too much of their their uh, their business on it, one of the individuals that I clicked on it, it was a literally a recent one. I think our call was at one Eastern or right around that time. This person had been on their website at about 1130 Eastern. They were only on their website for about five minutes. In that five minute window, 
they filled out two different forms and visited 14 different pages. Now, Roger just got done saying when you know the page that they're going to and you see a trend and a pattern, because then I clicked on another name and that same person was on two of those exact same pages. They filled out two of the exact same forms. They were on nine different pages in a very small window of time. And that was just two of the 17 plus uh, that had come in that I clicked on. So if we started to go through that and noticed a huge trend, what's the journey they're actually taking? What are the pages that they're on before they fill out the form? What are the things that they're clicking and viewing and watching and looking at? And if I see this pattern, now we know where we can go and optimize deeper. Now we know what we can leverage to draw traffic directly to. Maybe instead of sending traffic to this other page that we thought, like Roger said, the, the landing page of my lead magnet, instead of driving them there, maybe we need to drive them to whatever, a case study page or a certain property page or a certain service page or whatever it might be. But without that analytic, without that insight into what your customer's actually doing. And it made me think, trying to, trying to run your business in a digital era, in a digital time, without being able to see what they're doing. I translated it to, it's like owning a, a retail store and you blindfolding yourself the second they walk in and trying to assist and help them. You have no idea what product they're looking at. You have no idea what area of the store they're hanging out in. You have no idea if they keep frequenting back and looking at something because they want to buy it, but they're not wanting to buy it, but they want to buy it, right? They're bouncing back. You're trying to assist your, your prospect in your store with a blindfold on. It's just a little aha uh, that I had out of it. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely, man. You just opened up uh, a little bit of a, you know, something everybody can relate to. Um, just uh, on my end, uh, my wife is, is a registered dietitian. Uh, in the Navy, she deals with a lot of food science, right? A lot of that stuff. So one of the things I've learned from her is um, like she has a program that she started here on on our commissary, which is is, is the food store on, on base here. Uh, she started kind of like a health a healthy kind of a section uh, in in the in the food store there. And uh, I was asking her a lot of questions, and what I I didn't know is that the way a supermarket is set up is based on data on how people buy. I had no idea that I go and I go yes. and how all, every aisle is set up. So when you look at that, it's, it's basically um, look at your supermarket and look at your business or your website. And that's what it is. All the aisles, right? Those are all your pages. How you, are you taking them through that path? When you go in, you go in a certain way. And most supermarkets, if you really kind of pay attention, they're set up a certain way and you're hitting certain items in the entrance and you keep going down, down the path. So that was kind of, a, for me, a big aha moment. And I kind of always try to relate those type of uh, examples to my to what I do. And I was like, oh my God, it's it's all based on data. If you have the information, you can definitely put, apply it. And, uh, and it works because you, you know the answer. The answer is there. That explains why my local Lowe's decided to rearrange the entire store, huh? <laughs> Walked in one day and everything's in a completely different space. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. So. I mean, without getting too deep into, um, you know, how to, how to, I mean, we're not going to get into a, a HubSpot tutorial uh, here, but this is, this was a big element. When I saw this, this is like solidified why I know you and I love HubSpot so much is it's just the level of detail and the knowledge and the, and the information 
that we can gain, not just for ourselves, but even for our clients to help our clients out and make very smart data driven decisions. Like we just talked about at the beginning of this to, to hone in today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next quarter uh, kind of actions. But um, what would you say to that, that person that's, that's sitting out there right now, they, they get it, you know, 2020 shook them to the core a little bit. They're that business now that's saying, yes, I got to go all in on digital. I understand some of the stuff you guys have talked about on past episodes. But now I'm sitting here going, okay, if I do that, how important is this element right here? Do I need it today? Or is this like, okay, I wait, I wait a little while before I make a move to have this level of data coming in. Sure. Um, loaded question, but we'll, I'll try to kind of, once again, uh, apply it to the masses. That way we can kind of see what, how it fits in your business. Right. So one of the things is uh, it, it's going to, it's going to depend on your industry um, and what's happening. So number one, I would, I would uh, suggest in your particular industry, look at trends. What happened? Let's use the, the restaurant industry. Cause that was, that was a big industry that got hit hard uh, in the pandemic. Um, and they're trying to, a lot of people are trying to recover and trying to find ways to do it because that's an industry that slowly got allowed to do certain things. For example, they can't have people in their restaurants, but they can do, uh, what is it? A curbside pickup, right? Well, guess what? A lot of these small mom and pop restaurants, they wanted to do that, but they, one, they didn't have a website. Number two, they didn't have an online menu. Number three, they didn't have an online payment system. <laughs> you know, it's like, get what's going on. So what you have to do in your industry is kind of look at what happened, right? You got to go historical. I'm a big history buff. I love looking at history. And when it comes down to your business, go back, look at like, look at this entire year and how it evolved, how your industry evolved. What did your, your competition, what did your competition do? What's on their websites now? And how do you find the correct uh, people to look at? Go to Google. Type in some keywords into Google and find out who pops up. Well, guess what? Those guys that are popping up are most likely your online competition because there are two different, there's differences, your offline competition and your online competition, right? We're focusing on online right now. So I would go and see who actually took action for their digital presence, which are going to be by you typing in those keywords. Look at those guys, see if they changed anything, anything looks different. Um, be the client, right? Do that. Be the client and find those nuggets on their website. They might have, have changed. Whether it's it's like the message that almost every website has about you know we're still in business. You know, COVID's here, but we're still in business. You know that. Whether it's that, um, whether it's a lead magnet uh, giving some kind of education about how to deal with the pandemic and the product or the service, right? Something like that. Um, so. I'll kind of leave it uh, at that point. It's like, you got to really look at the trends. You got to see what your competition did, not just any competition, but your top competition. Cause those are the guys that most likely had agencies like top results guiding them through our process through here. Cause we're, we're data driven decisions, right? So we have to implement to keep these guys going. I like using the, the restaurant industry, even though I'll be completely open. We don't do a lot of industry uh, uh, restaurant type clients obviously we're open to them, but that's where I saw a lot of questions. I studied it just to see how it affects our type of industries and clients that we do business with. But that was the big one that really hit home was, man, these guys can still make it if they get on the ball, get a website, get an online menu, and even an online payment process, right? That fit that industry very, very well. Coffee shops, things like that. I got calls from a number of coffee shops, actually. So I got an opportunity to go through that all that. So yeah, just looking at the trends, seeing what's out there. And 
don't say that it doesn't fit your industry. You have to really look at the history. Um, if it didn't fit at all, maybe you were one of those 1% of industries that just before this pandemic didn't make, make sense to be online. I, I can't even tell you an example because I don't know an example. But if you think you were, go back, do some Google searches, see what your competition is doing online. And you, I, I promise you'll find something. Um, for the majority of you guys, you will be surprised of the changes, things that happen. What are people doing to stay alive? Because we are all entrepreneurs, right? At least a lot of our audience and not, not everybody, but a lot of our audience are entrepreneurs trying to kind of figure it out. And we all got hit a little bit. Things changed. This was different. This was the uncomfort zone, right? We all got really uncomfortable for a minute. And we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because we didn't have the data on the pandemic of what's going to happen. But you know what? We had historical data of what's happening, what people need, and what we did, we adjusted. So another nugget that I can throw in is uh, one thing that I, I learned a long time ago working through some startups, um, you know, being very close, and that was a, a, a key to working with with startups early on in my career. That I got to talk to, you know, some executives and some CEOs just because they're right there, right? It's not a big team, but an agile mentality, right? Agile mentality, making sure that you have a plan like a big company like HubSpot, right? A, a, a plan for the future, but making sure there, there's there's room to be agile, room for change, right? If you don't have that, you might find yourself in trouble if you're in a situation, if something like the pandemic with, with COVID this year happens, because now you're stuck and you had no way out. Your plan was straight. But if you have a little bit of flexibility, um, then you, you, can, you, you can adjust your plan according to what's happening around you, whether it's good or bad, right? Sometimes it's great. And you're like, man, I can expand my plan here because I left a very agile, very open, right? Um, now, because there's new opportunities, I can adjust. And, and us in the, you know, from, from the beginning of the year to this year, yeah, we had that moment where we we're like, man, what's, what's happening here? What can we do? We adjusted and we had a ton of opportunity. We were one of, I'm going to say not everybody had this, but you know, for us, we were, um, I'm going to put it this way. I, cause I, I don't like looking at it as, Oh, business opportunity. It was an opportunity for Sean and I to help a lot of people. Um, so we really got on the horse and we said, what can we do? What, you know, uh, to help our clients, not only that put information out there to help other entrepreneurs that are kind of struggling. Guess what? This podcast was one of those ideas. We do a Monday call, a consistent, me and Sean are on a call every Monday with our clients, helping them through the process. Um, so those are things that we kind of put out there from, you know, from us that we wanted to kind of uh, give back and make sure that we were, we were adding to, to, uh, to, to the, uh, to the solution, right. Of the big problem that was happening. So look at how you can be a solution as well. Uh, look at your industry, uh, see what you can do to improve your online presence. And one of the things that you can always do extra is be a solution. What kind of solution can you add to that particular industry uh, through an online presence? I think you nailed Hopefully. it on the head right there when you said having an uh, having ability to be agile. And when I look back at 2020, you know, we were we weren't one of those companies that was just open to it. We we were deep into it in 2020. We knew digital was kind of what we were doing. Hence the fact that we're launching a digital agency uh, at that time. But I, I think our vision at that time when all that hit and our ability to be agile and look at it and say, all right, what do we need to do right now to survive the next month until we can get some clarity, until we can bring some of that, that data back in again 
and see how's it, how is this going to not just affect us, but affect our clients? And how can we do our best to bring our clients through that? And then we looked at it and said, all right, what do we need to adjust? What do we need to do different? What additional things do we need to bring online to help new clients, to help those that are searching for the help that we know we can bring them? And I think that ability, you nailed that right on the head when you said being flexible, but being very tuned into the vision and the mission the overall, right? Where are we going? What are we trying uh, to achieve uh, on it? So uh, hopefully you guys got some stuff out of uh, today. I don't know if there's anything you want to kind of summarize or wrap up with uh, Roger, anything you want to leave them with before we, we call it a night. Uh, the only other thing that I have is, is really get out there guys. Um, one, one thing that, that we, we have an opportunity now um, every, there's a lot of industries, right? Uh, actually almost every industry lost businesses in the competition kind of list. Right. So I don't want to say that it, it, it kind of evened out the playing ground, but you lost some competition. So if you're still struggling, you're in there, but you're, you're going to be, you know, hold in there and fight through this. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for everybody that holds and stays strong. So just stay strong, get out there, uh, surround yourself with, with good people that are going to support you, um, support your vi vision, surround your, your, your business with good employees. My goodness, me and Sean attest to that. Having a good team around you makes that much of a difference. So absolutely um, get out there and do your thing. Don't, don't give up. <laughs> Keep going. Absolutely. absolutely. And uh, again, if you guys are, are looking for a little bit more clarity and training, how do we really get a lot of these elements to really help our website, go check out our masterclass, topresultsconsulting.com forward slash masterclass. We're just head over to the Top Results Consulting page. There's multiple different places for you to click on it uh, and get to it. But uh, 45, 50 minutes of just down and dirty. Here's the most important elements. Here's what you need to focus on uh, to get the most out of your website from a marketing and sales uh, tool. And it's getting close, right? We just talked at the very beginning of this, how much things change in such a short time in the digital space, it's almost time to start looking at maybe even refreshing and updating that video uh, training over there just to be sure we're bringing in the best uh, training that we can. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their day, evening, wherever you're at. You're over on Roger's side of the world. Welcome to a new day. You're over on my side of the world for once. Uh, this will be the last week that I'm coming to you guys from the East Coast back to L.A. next by next Wednesday, back in the studio, uh, back to the regular routine. I'm getting pretty excited for that. Uh, it's been great having being around family. I didn't like the reason I came here. It's been nice to be around them, but it's time to get back, get into some things. Uh, so we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Join us live again if you're around. If not, catch it on a replay. Catch it over on our YouTube channel. Uh, when it gets uploaded on Mondays, show up with some questions. We'll help you out. Message us in the meantime. Got ideas, topics you want us to talk about? Send us a chat over at Top Results Consulting or to Roger and I directly. And until next time, as I say every week, here's to your success.
from all of us here at the Web Buzz Podcast, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you got value out of this, share it out with your fellow business owners. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show. Reach out with any future episode topics you'd like us to discuss. Until the next episode, here's to your success.